can help. How? Why? I need to know why. Don't tell me to get a credit card, Dad. Oh my god, you and your whys. Welcome back, everyone! Hello! We have some, okay, oh, yes. Josh, I'm Keith. Hello! We have some exciting news before we start this week's episode. We are on so many platforms right now. So obviously we're on YouTube where you're watching this video. We're on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and soon... Apple Music as well. So if you're listening to one of those platforms, hello. And so much more to come. <laughs> and so and so much more to come. So we have some stuff that we're going to talk about on today's episode. What's stuff today, Josh? Oh, uh, let's talk about credit. Oh, why are we going to talk about credit? It's boring. It is kind of boring, but I think everybody needs to learn about it. So why? we're going to talk about it. Why? Because unfortunately, it is important. It can get you the better rates on savings. It gives you access to more money from lenders. Mm. So, and if you're ever gonna buy a house, car, anything like that, it can help you save a few hundred dollars in your payments a month. So, All right, I think I'm in. it's important. <laughs> I'm in. Let's talk, let's talk about credit. All right, first, what is it? Well, it's a magic number made up of pixie dust. Pretty much. But it's made by these three bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, Equifax. They basically rate it on five different things. One of them is uh, your length of history, your payment history especially, you want to make sure you never miss any, the amount you have owed on them all, your any new credits open, and the variety of it. So whether it's revolving, whether it's fixed, and we'll dive in a little bit more about that. Mm. But it ranges anywhere from 350 to 850. Of course, the higher the score, the better. It means that you're less risk to the bank, which means you probably make all your payments on time. Mm -hmm. So that is the gist of what is credit. And like I say, lenders use it to kind of establish how risky it is to lend you money. So if I was going to lend you money and I didn't know you and you didn't have a credit score, I'd probably charge you a lot of money. Okay. Now, if I did know you, I know you pay back your money like a good person. And, you know, I'd be like, all right, I don't have to charge you as much money. That's pretty much how banks look at it. Okay. So a cool thing about credit for me personally, I had a credit card. Well, I started off with a debit card. My mom gave me a debit card. I was like, hey. We're gonna, you're gonna put money in here, you can use it at places without actually taking money out of your wallet. So I was like, cool, so the first thing I got was a debit card. I never had the debit card declined. I was like very afraid because I was kind of told if you go over that, you get overdraft fees and blah, 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 you have to pay more money. So my first deal as, a, as I was young, I was in high school, was make sure that debit card, I never go over that debit card essentially. Then when I got a credit card and I learned that it's money that I can use and then pay back at some point. I was like, ooh, this is cool. But having that debit card experience, I was also afraid and I never wanted to have a balance on my credit card. So essentially, sure. so, yeah, so essentially when I, from high school through college, I made it a priority whenever I had credit card payments or rather when I had any money due on the credit card. Most of the time it was before the actual payment date was due. I made sure to balance that thing out to zero. I paid it off, I treated it almost as a debit card. I didn't spend money I didn't have. Well, that's a good habit, and that will go into like how to make sure you have a good credit score, and, which we'll dive into. Okay, and, and I guess like the, the summary of it was, I had no idea I was building a credit score. I had no idea that I was actually doing something like this. So eventually when I checked my score and I was like, oh, is that good? And they were like, that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the best credit scores you can have. So yes, it's good. <laughs> oh, look, high score, what does that mean? Did I do good? Did I break the machine? I got, I, I got pre-approved for a mortgage and he was like, wow, your credit score is amazing. And I'm like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so you could be like this guy and not know what's going on, but then eventually break the machine. How do you establish and build credit? 
So first thing is you got to get a credit card. Debit card's not going to do it. Um, you actually have to get a credit card. Uh, the easiest ways to get a credit card is if you're in college for some reason, they want to give you money in college, even though you probably don't know how to use it responsibly. <laughs> so uh, banks, lenders, everything, because <laughs> they know they got you on the hook. There's a thing about loyalty. Usually your first card that you get in college is one that you keep for life for some reason, even though it might not be the best for you. So you can get a student card, one that's branded with the college or whatever else like that. Uh, you can get a card, usually if you bank with a certain bank or credit union, they'll give you uh, the cheapest one they have. And then the other version is good if you have never had credit before, if you're just starting out, or if for some horrible reason you have wrecked your credit already and are looking to rebuild now because you've learned the error of your ways and fixed it. So the other way is to get a secured card. Now what that is, is it acts like a credit card and debit card at the same time. You actually put money down as a deposit. So if I want a thousand dollar limit, I have to give the bank a thousand dollars as collateral and they will issue me a credit card that is secured by that so that if for some reason I just welch on it and never pay it, they can just use that thousand dollars to pay it off and close it. And when I was rebuilding my credit, that's actually how I did it. I started, gave Wells Fargo 900 bucks, they gave me a secured card, and then after a year, you graduate to an actual credit card. They'll give you your $900 back, as long as you've always made your payments on time and showed great history, and then you'll get an actual credit card. Some people might be out there thinking like, I don't even know if my credit's good, I don't even know if it's bad. Like, is, is there like a telltale sign if you know for sure it's good? or bad without, before you even check online? If you miss payments, you probably have bad credit. Okay, so so if you've had <laughs> bills that you haven't paid, yeah. which, and, and usually, and, I, and I've learned this as well, that if you have some sort of subscription or payment that let's say you completely forgot about, if your payment goes late, they will go out of their way to contact you. So if you haven't had any of those, then don't think in the back of your head that you might have something you haven't been paying. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll call you from a random number, like they'll, they'll, they'll contact you somehow. So unless you're blatantly ignoring them or just, uh, if you guys remember from Josh's story, if you're just taking those pieces of paper you get in the mail and just throwing them in a drawer and forgetting about them, then you know, it'll creep up on you. Yeah, but. you probably have bad credit. We've gotten that first credit card and everything. I'm gonna show you guys what I did to actually build it. Now the problem is, Rebuilding it takes time. Building it takes time. That is the only thing. It takes time. You need history. They need to show a long history. The longer the better. That one, you can make your payments on time. Two, that you never really max out a card. Mm -hmm. That you know you're always leaving a buffer in there. And by and by max out a card, it's credit cards that have limits. Yeah. And you're not pretty Pushing much that limit. The, the credit itself is the money that you haven't paid back yet. So if you have like a ten thousand limit and your credit card has ten thousand dollars on it. You can't use that card, you owe $10,000, it's a bad look. Yeah, it, it, it's not great. You're probably not gonna get any extensions on that. So the first thing you should do on your card once you get it is set up auto pay for the minimum payment. Now I'm gonna say that you should never use a credit card without having the money in the account like Keith did and so that you can always pay it off. This will help make sure that you don't pay any interest and fees, which is very, very important because you don't want to pay any money more than you have to. I'm trying to show you guys how to build credit for free. And, then, and I think what Josh was mentioning too is that if you have payments that you don't make on a credit card, like the minimum payments or 
Some credit cards will give you interest free for a year. After that year, if you have a certain balance, they charge a percentage of that balance due as an extra charge. So yeah. as Josh was saying, you don't wanna pretty much get charged for something that you shouldn't be charged for. You wanna pay those things off. So you wanna pay off the money that you're oh, essentially taking yeah. from them. And the reason why you wanna do auto pay with just the minimum is you know, with however way you make money, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, intermittently, whoever, um, you just want to make sure that no matter what, it never reports that you have missed a payment. You can always go back in and pay extra to make sure that it's paid off, but just you never want to miss the payment. Mm -hmm. So that is the first step and just always make sure, yeah, it's at the minimum so that you never miss that and you just pay them off every month however way you use it so you're not paying interest. Um, the next thing is to strategically increase the amount of credit available to you. Uh, two main ways is to wait about, you know, every quarter, so every four to six months, and then you'll call up the customer service line and just say, hey, look, Mr. Person on the other line, I have been a great customer. I have made all my payments on time for this much. I am not maxing out my card. Can you please increase my limit? And they might say yes right away. They might say, let me get a supervisor. Either way, all you're asking is if they can increase the limit. If they say no, not a problem all you do is go open another credit card because as you've been making these payments as you're developing that length of history with your one card you already have or two or three whatever that is that you've established now you're starting to look more and more favorable to other banks and lenders so you can qualify for other cards mm -hmm. so that's where you want to start you know applying for there and i'm sure other banks too like if you walk in and you want a credit card they're usually like yes yeah, in. <laughs> people want to lend you money because nine times out of ten, people will keep a balance on the card. So that's the how the bank is going to make yep. money. <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get the interests and everything that, that comes with it. So yep. That's why you also see a lot of cards with sign-up bonuses. Like, hey, yeah. use our card, spend this much in a certain amount of time, and we'll give you free money. Yep. Why would they be willing to do that? <laughs> and, and, I, and I think uh, one episode that we're definitely going to bring about is credit card hacking. But for now, like if, if, if you're someone who doesn't have the money, then going out getting a credit card and spending a lot of money on it will we'll come back at you at some point. But if you do have the money and you know you can pay some stuff off, getting a new credit card and getting these bonuses can really help you as well. Yeah, there's a way to turn those and actually make some money off the credit cards rather than paying money to them. So the other thing that you can do also is on the bank's website or whatever, update your income as it grows. Because a lot of what they'll lend to you is based on your income and your ability to repay. So if you get a raise at work or you've started another job or something on the side where that increases your limit or you get married and now you have a household limit rather than just your individual, you want to report that and they will probably issue you more credit now mm -hmm. available to you since you have more disposable income. Where can you go if you really, if you wanted to check your credit score? I know that for me, like for Chase Bank, the Chase Bank itself will offer a credit score checkup, but like is there other resources? We'll get to that in the next section. Okay. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about on just, you know, the building of the credit and rebuilding is they want to see the diversified mix. So not just credit cards. Uh, you can do a car loan, a mortgage, or a small personal loan. Um, I'm not saying to go out and get those just to increase your credit, <laughs> but having a mix and a blend of all those um, will make sure that you get the highest score possible. And you really don't need an 850 score to get the best rates available to you. Just being at about 780 is fine, and you can do that with just the free credit cards. You do not need to have any of those. But if you ever do buy a house or a car and there is a, a loan on it, 
that does show positively on there as long as you're making those payments. Okay. So the next thing kind of goes into that building since it takes time is just to always monitor and keep track of your credit score and report. So there are a bunch of free sites in there that'll give you a glimpse of what your score is. Uh, there's Credit Karma, there is uh, Mint, which is also a budgeting tool and spending tracker tool. There's just all over. You can look at it for free through those. Um, they basically sell your information, so nothing's really free. <laughs> and, and, and I believe too, like on, on some of those sites, like I know that, like I said, for me, I use Chase Bank and I can personally look, that, look up the credit score information. It'll actually tell me what's affecting my credit score, if there's anything affecting it in a negative way. I know that for, for some reason I was connected to a family account that owed a lot of money and, and it affected my credit score by 50 points. <laughs> so pretty much went through the background to remove myself from it, my credit score shot up. So it's little things that you could look at as well if you have resources that can do that. Yeah, the other way is uh, directly through the credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian. Yeah. You can always go through them and log in to get your score. Um, they might charge you, they might not. I always say go for the free route. Mm -hmm. And then there is one other way, um, it's yearly, it's uh, free annual credit report. I think it's annualcreditreport.com. You can actually get a printout once a year for free from each of the bureaus. It's not a jingle. Freecreditreport.com. <laughs> I think they used to be. I think they're defunct now. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so th that's the actual way. The only thing with the credit report one that you can get for free is it doesn't give you a score. Uh, it basically just lists everything because the score is actually the made-up number by the credit bureaus. Okay. So they each have their own different range. So, I mean, just know that the higher, the better. But that is the one way you can at least monitor and keep track. Ideally, you wanna do it, you know, once a quarter, if you're really, really worried once a month, but you're not gonna see big movements uh, in a short amount of time. It takes the time to build it. Um, another good thing is to freeze your credit. So when you're done applying and getting your credit, go to the uh, credit bureaus and actually freeze your credit. It's free, it's free to unfreeze also. You can do temporary lifts or permanently unfreeze. The reason why I say to freeze your credit is it helps prevent identity theft. It now prevents people from using your social security to apply for credit. Okay, so so is it more so if you feel like your identity is at risk, you should freeze it or what's the... No, I, I recommend everyone freeze it. Like I never thought I was gonna be at risk and then all of a sudden I got a letter in the mail from a bank in another state that was just like, hey, we need more information to open this checking account for you. That prompted me to all of a sudden go look at my credit like, whoa, whoa what happened? And then I saw somebody was trying to use my information to open an AT&T account, <laughs> to open all these other accounts, and that prompted me then to just make sure I freeze all of my accounts so that nobody else could uh, go in there, and also get an insurance for my identity. They're very cheap, it's like seven bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You can do Xander insurance, you can do ID lock or whatever the brand is that they have a life lock or identity guard and yeah. then what they'll do is basically if you ever do get a victim of uh, identity theft they will insure your losses usually up to a million dollars and yeah. then the better part about it is they will take on the legwork of actually going to fix and fight and all that information which I mean you can do it all for free it just takes time and it's yeah. annoying and it's a pain I, I personally have LifeLock. It's I think it's like eleven dollars a month, something like that. And I have it as an app on my phone. It'll update me, like if you know, knock on wood, like nothing has happened in the past like three years that I've had it. But it'll update me anytime my information is used for anything. So whenever I use something and I see that I got a notification from them, it makes me feel better to know like they're looking out there. They're they're there for you. 
And in the long run, like if something really bad happens, like they'll be there for you as opposed to, you know, what would I do? So I think 11 bucks a month, like 130 a year for security for me, it's a no brainer. Yeah, just like car insurance. It's good to have, but you know, it sucks paying it if you never use it, but you hope to never use it. Yeah. That's the point of insurance is that you hope to never use it, but it helps you if you do need to use it. Yep. Um, the one thing about freezing, it can be a hassle. Like when I was talking about before how, you know, you want to reapply for other cards or um, get increases in limit, you're going to have to remember to unfreeze it right mm. before you do those requests. Okay. Otherwise, you'll get instantly denied because they're like, well, we can't pull your credit. Mm. we got to deny you. And then you just go back in, unfreeze it, and recall them again to try to run your application again. But yeah. It is just that extra step, but I think it's an extra step well worth it yeah. because it helps protect it. Yeah, I think I think I think that's good information, honestly. It's 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 at a base level of credit card and credit scores. Like if you're someone who does not have a credit card now, highly recommend getting one and using it pretty pretty much using the Keith method. Like anytime you use it, pay it off. Every week, look at the end, look at what your balance is, pay it off. Pay that thing off ASAP before the before the monthly dates come in. Treat it as a debit card. And at a base level, that will help you. And then little things like Josh was saying, when you go to apply for a car loan, when you go apply for a mortgage, like little things like that, that are going to affect how much you're going to pay in interest for these things is gonna be affected by getting that set up. So I know people who don't have credit cards, but they're like, you know, I don't want a credit card. I don't wanna go through all that debt. I don't wanna do all that. It's just a matter of you being able to be responsible with your money. So as long as you have that, you can build it up from a base level. And from Josh's perspective, he was in a position with bed credit debt so you use this information to allow himself to build his credit back up yeah and so it's not it is possible it's not instant it though. takes time right you said it yeah this so from the secured card you have the one year before you graduate to a regular card and then from there I applied for a few more so I had a, a broad mix and had more credit available to me but I would say the whole process to get to above 800 took about three years mm -hmm. but I feel like three years is nothing like if, if you're going from a bad position to there like three years like start now yeah this and, is the time and that three years doesn't mean that it took you were bad and then it went all of a sudden like no it gradually increases yeah. and each of those things you know you're paying less and less interest for things now so yeah and obviously if you want to know more about ways to help your credit help you save money help you make money you gotta like the channel you gotta like what we're saying and subscribe you gotta and subscribe follow if they change <laughs> We, we're, we give you so much information that we believe is going to help you be more financially literate and be more financially responsible. So we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys liking. We hit a milestone of 25 downloads recently. Yeah. So thank you guys for the downloads. And until next episode, I'm Keith. I'm Josh. Save some money. Don't, don't go into credit card debt. Please leave a comment. Leave a comment. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. That was the dinging. <laughs> I'm, record I'm recording these episodes and I'm like, why is there a dinging in the background? It's oh, no, it's my watch. I guess I should put or that on. Or your watch? Yeah, let's silence. <laughs>